podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm Dane. I'm Natalie. And how are you, Natalie? Uh, I'm okay. Uh, it's hot. Dog yeah. days. August yeah, is August. my least favorite month. Uh, you and I are uh, making this August one. We're making it count. We're doing a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I suppose so. It's just... Going, going to events and going to drink wine next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we make sure to, you know, make things exciting. I just feel like August is like kind of a slump. Yeah, well, it is. I mean, you've got that long, like... There's no vacations. Yeah, yeah. There's it's no... like between, like, I guess, 4th of July and Labor Day. Mm-hmm. You've got a long stretch there. And then, of course, September is exciting because it's your birthday month no, and it's not, it's our, our anniversary. anniversary. There's no such thing as a birthday month. This one especially is, is going to be pretty exciting. This anniversary? No, no. This Lucky birthday number nine? of yours. Obviously. <laughs> no, number eight. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you don't even know. <laughs> I've been, I think I've, like, I feel like our marriage is old enough. <laughs> like, you know when, when you have a kid and you, like, measure it in months? Yeah. And then, like, kids start talking about, like, I'm eight and a half yeah. or whatever. So I feel like I've just been rounding, like, we got married in... 2014 it's now 2022 i feel like i've been saying eight years for so long that in my head i was like this must be nine coming up but it's like no i was saying eight years since 2022 i should have i should have uh waited yeah to say eight years so we married seven years we're still in the seven year itch period we're still in the itching phase but it's but uh, i feel like you're just trying to dodge this huge birthday year of yours i'm i I don't know i like I, i know this is like typical like guy stuff but i'm like i don't like making a big deal on my birthday well, i really don't it's a big one and we'll make it fun yeah now we i think we talked about this last week right because i talked about the mike gundy i'm a man i'm 40 yeah i think i talked that's, about yeah that's what you're gonna say the whole time so yeah you're yeah. gonna be 40 next month uh yeah yeah that's true it's exciting yeah, means nothing. um but it ain't nothing but a number right that's you, what wasn't that Aaliyah's yeah. album? Yeah. But also like produced yeah. by R. Kelly, so oh. that has like a weird connotation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, um, maybe we'll talk about. I'm trying to think timeline wise. Are we ever going to talk about Aaliyah? Maybe later friends years when we get to because we do our for the listeners who don't know toward the end of the show we'll talk about the top five songs in the U.S. on the days these episodes aired. Yeah. So I'm feeling by the end of friends we might actually get to talk about. Aaliyah. That'll be fun. Yeah. We listened to Aaliyah, actually. Just yeah, we were just listening to it this weekend. Yeah, that's why it's on my mind. Uh, all right. So, um, if you don't know this show, we watch an episode of Friends, episode of How, How I Met Your Mother, and then we talk about, recap, discuss both. We're on season three, episode 15. Season three, episode 15 of Friends is called the one where... Mm, Ross and Rachel, Ross and Rachel take, take a, a break. break. I couldn't remember if it was... It should be Rachel and Ross alphabetically, right? Yeah. Um, although I guess by last names, Ross would come first, like yeah. yellow over green, right? Yeah. Anyway. Season yeah, three, episode 15 of Friends. They're both RGs. Yeah. <laughs> Cute. Season three, episode 15 of Friends is called The One Where Ross and Rachel Take a Break. Season three, episode 15 of How I Met Your Mother. What's it called? Uh, the Chain of Screaming. The Chain of Screaming. But we're going to put a pin in The Chain of Screaming for now. I'm eager to talk about it. And we're going to talk about season three, episode 15 of Friends, the one where Ross and Rachel take a break. Full disclosure, uh, we usually watch the shows directly before we record. Scheduling-wise, it's been over 24 hours since we watched these. Yeah. So I tried to take, like, 
more detailed notes than usual. It's going to so be a I bit would, sloppy. So that I would like actually remember everything that happened. Um, so we open not in the park. We get a non-perk opening. We open in Monica and Rachel's apartment. Uh, Monica and Joey are there. And Joey, uh, <laughs> he says, uh, it's a funny joke. I don't know if it's in your funniest moments. He says, how much will you pay me to eat this whole jar of olives? <laughs> and Monica's like, nothing. In fact, if you did that, you'd owe me two ninety five. And he thinks about it and goes, deal. And then she sits down and starts eating olives. Yeah. <laughs> um, very Kramer of him. Except the paying thing is not something Kramer would do. Yeah. Um, remember when Kramer tried to buy half a can of Diet Coke? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's one of my favorite Jerry lines. And he's like, you know that sound the can makes when you open it? That's the sound of you purchasing an entire Coke. <laughs> Chico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, then Phoebe comes over. Uh, turns out she um, she has a date or had, uh, had a date with a diplomat. A diplomat cause mm-hmm. she, <laughs> she was giving free massages outside of the U.N., as a, like a peacekeeping measure, this is like a kind of activism for her to keep yeah. keep the the diplomats feeling peaceful. Yeah, yeah. So she met um, a diplomat from an undisclosed country, clearly something like Eastern, Eastern European, because his yeah. name's Sergey Ser, Ser, uh, Sergey Sergey, and, and his go ahead translator is Mishka Misha Misha. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she's trying to figure it out. There's a funny joke where Monica's like, oh, I don't have an atlas, but I have a globe. And she has this <laughs> tiny little pencil sharpener globe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Props to the props department early yes. on. Yes, that's true. Um, Chandler stops by and he's like, uh, hey, I'm going to go to the coffee. The coffee. The no. For once, he's not going to the coffee shop. He's going to the copy shop. Yeah. Um, they call it the Xerox place. Uh, the Xerox place. Is that what you, you would? I feel like. They're using the. Uh, what do we call that? Yeah, there's a name for that. When a when a brand name is used yeah, as like a household like name. Kleenex yeah. or whatever. Chapstick. Yeah, chapstick, that's one. Scotch tape. Right. You got all of them. I've had a lot of highlighter. Tylenol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sharpie, I guess, mm-hmm. is also one. Yeah, Post-it. Uh, yeah, what would you call that? A stick-em note? A self-adhesive. <laughs> a self-adhesive. Stick-em up. Yeah. It's like I like on Chopped when they like can't say the and they're like <laughs> fruit ring cereal. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Marshmallow surprise. <laughs> Chocolate sandwich cookies. Yeah. Um, so he's going. I'm not to the, reading from the Fearless Flyer. If that was no, yeah. concern, that'll come later. Maybe if you're lucky. Um. Yeah. So he's got a crush on the girl at the at the copy shop, which I feel like isn't there. I feel like there's a band, like a punk band, that had a whole song about like going to the copy shop to make their flyers. Because everyone had like a Kinko's crush. Right. Yes. So that's a that's so Chandler's being kind of punk here. And that's where we yeah like that's where we went later because it's 24 hours. You're making your zines with your friends who are too young to drink. So we yeah. go and hang out at the Kinko's. I didn't do that, but I I love it. I did that. I think it sounds like. This is if Chandler wants to meet the copy shop girl, he should start a zine. He should start a zine. What would Chandler's oh zine God. be about? It would be so lame. <laughs> Could there be any more record reviews in this zine? <laughs> and I don't even think Chandler likes music. I feel like it would be like sports or it would be like hockey, yeah. right? Yeah. Wait, what was he listening to when he was sad about the Janice breakup? And like uh, Phoebe came in, like sang with him. I can't remember now what song that was. Yeah, uh, yeah. listeners will remind us. They're 
better better fans than we are. I'm um, sure. But he has a crush on um, the Xerox girl yeah, because Chloe. she has a um, a belly button piercing. Yeah, which I think means. I don't. I feel like it's more about the bare midriff than it is about the piercing itself. Yeah, she's a thin lady with a bare midriff. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what's uh, what's good. So, so Joey's like, yeah, I'll go down there with you. And then we get okay. Again, full disclosure, <laughs> I will admit that I often use the opening titles because this is that, that's the end of the cold open. We go to the opening titles. I use that to like make notes. I'm not always looking at the screen, so maybe this has changed episodes ago. But I think these were new opening titles. Oh, it makes sense. I think because we're halfway through, a little over halfway through, you know, mm-hmm. the season. So maybe they like. But I, can't, I have to imagine Friends by this point is getting picked up for a full season at a time, not a half season, half season. But they still, I, I, there were new opening titles in both. Like there were, some, there were some new footage of playing in the playing in, in, the, in the fountain. Yeah, but also the little clips they show. Were from episodes that we haven't seen yet. In some okay. cases, it was okay. stuff that's like must be coming up. But there was also like there was one. I can't tell me if Ross falling backwards into the fountain is yeah, that. Yeah, that's new. Oh, okay, I thought, I thought that's that was new. new. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so we got new opening title sequence. Although that might may have been in place last week, and I just didn't notice. Yeah. Um. So uh, Joey and Chandler are at the copy shop, the Xerox place or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. And there, uh, there's like. <laughs> two lines and there's like the one like tall dude and then there's chloe right and they're clearly trying to like wait until chloe's line yeah is open yeah which um reminded me sadly of myself at the ren fair remember when, uh, oh you wanted like the there's the one uh drink stand at yeah. the ren fair here la oubliette. la oubliette yeah which means like the forgotten i think or something like that um the little little forget I can't remember. I don't, my French is not good. Uh, it, has to do with, it has to do with forgetting. So I think that's the idea is you get like drunk you're to drinking, forget. yeah. Um, but it has all these like really flirty barmaids. And the one year. Not just flirty, but they're wearing medieval garb. Well, who is it? At the Ren Fair. And so their everyone's. breasts are heaving out of their corsets. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's more about, the, I, to me it's more because. They jump up and down for tips. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I, I guess what I'm saying is. If I were just going to the Ren Fair for cleavage, I wouldn't have to go to any one stand. I could see it everywhere. Right, right. It's more about they talk dirty to you. They make a big show of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. While they serve you your drink. And, the and like, I wanted one of the fun ladies to talk dirty to me. We were in, like, the guy's line. Yeah. And I was like, uh, oh, I Can hope. Can I get her? But I, I was saying to you, like... Oh, should we get in another line? And you're like, what? No. <laughs> um, and I'm ashamed because in, in retrospect, like, he, like, it turns out he was, like, fun and flirty, too. And yeah. I would have, I think we, he ended up leaving and I did end up getting a, a lady bartender. But I shouldn't have, I, I was like Chandler and Joey yeah. with my gay panic. Yeah. He's Sad. probably like, oh, this guy, like, won't have fun with me. Like. That's too bad. I would have. In retrospect, I yeah, would Yeah, next year. Yeah. We'll go oh, next dudes. year I'll specifically seek out the flirty hot guy at yeah. the at Le, Le Oubliette. Yeah. Um, I don't remember him being hot. Look, everyone's hot at the Ren Fair. Everyone's hot. Um, you right there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have mosquito bites. Uh, really bad ones. Yeah, I know. Really they, itchy. Mosquitoes love you. Yeah. Um, 
So they get up to Chloe's line, and uh, speaking of gay panic, Chloe Chloe invites them out. Yeah. And they're like, immediately like, oh. Yeah. yeah, like, are we going to have to, as if she's like, it's not an unequivocal sex invite, first off. She's exactly. like, my friend's DJing. Yeah. Um, but they're like, wait, could we? They're immediately jumping to the conclusion of like, oh, this girl wants to sleep with both of us at yeah. the same time. So they're considering a thruple and then like, or like, no. <laughs> I don't think it's a thruple if it's a one-time thing. Yeah. It's just a threesome, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Chloe, by the way, is played by Angela Featherstone. Yes. Who was the maid on the Seinfeld episode where, uh, uh, is it Jerry or Jordy who's dating a maid? It's Jerry, because remember, like, he, or she, like, cleans, yeah, 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 okay. it's Jerry. Okay. Um, also, I know her from The Wedding Singer. She, Who is she? She plays... I haven't seen it in so long. Uh, Robbie, uh, Adam Sandler's character's uh, ex, like oh. the evil ex. Okay. Who cheats on him. It, but she's got long hair in there, mm-hmm. doesn't she? Yeah. Because she has short hair here, and I feel like she had short she's hair She's like a Seinfeld metal chick. Well. Yeah, no, I could picture her yeah, now. Yeah. But, yeah. I uh, I let the hair fool me. And also, I haven't seen Wedding Singer in a, a very long time. Um, I love The Wedding Singer. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, I like... Uh, I'm a sucker for when Adam Sandler does the, like, screaming thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It's always very funny. Somebody kill me, please. That one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, when he sings the song. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, al- but also, uh, I guess it's the scene with Angela Featherstone when she's, like, saying why she like left him at the altar or whatever mm-hmm. and he's like once again information that could have been useful yesterday yeah yeah <laughs> i like that yeah <laughs> the funny guy uh, adam sandler um, sandman so uh phoebe's on her date there's a and, the, and misha the translator is on a date with sergey misha the translator is there it's uh you know a little bit awkward uh, because she, at the end of the date, like, goes in for a kiss, and then it's, like, weird that Misha is just, like, standing there while she's, like, trying to make out with this guy. Yeah. Um, then we get into the bulk of the episode, finally. Because I remember, like, getting to this point in the episode and being, like, we've had a lot of scenes without Ross and Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> like, everything I've described within this point, Ross yeah. and Rachel have not even been in the background. Yes. They, so it was, like, weird. We find out, okay, um, Rachel's working late again. Again. This is something that's been happening a lot lately. It's their anniversary. Yeah, speaking of which, anniversaries. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> I don't mean to insult anybody. <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> Not you. I'm oh. saying our listeners. Because remember when I went off on Disney Adults and our listeners were, or like one of our listeners was oh, like, dating oh. anniversaries? Yeah, dating anniversaries. That's fine. It's for high fine. school kids. But now you're holding marriage to a higher standard. It's just a piece of paper. We know that. You know what? I stand admonished. Yeah. But you, I'm saying you and I never celebrated a dating anniversary. But I think... We, we celebrated our wedding anniversary once yeah, we started having but them. But, but like we were together people, for five years before, six years before that, and about the years this yeah, <laughs> day. Um, we never celebrated a dating anniversary. But whatever people choose to, um, I don't know, celebrate or mark the passage of time, I'm all for it. Okay. Because it doesn't have to be a wedding. It could be the moment we said I love you or right. when we decided to be official. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad that I do this show with you and I, uh, you keep me from being too much of a homophobic, apparently, a, uh, asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, Rachel's working late so uh, she's got to cancel the anniversary dinner and Ross 
of course, very understanding, and patient, oh, and loving yeah. about. Oh, yeah. No, of course he level-headed and kind. He, he's freaking out. Um, meanwhile, Phoebe wants Monica to double date. Yeah, but she doesn't say double date. She basically just wants someone to keep the translator company while yeah. she's making out with Surya. Yeah. Um, this is kind of another uh, thruple scenario. Yeah. 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 Uh, then we finally get to the perk. A lot of weird like delays in this episode. We finally get to yeah. the perk. Chandler and Joey are like laying out the ground rules of a MMF threesome, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, it's very awkward and again gay panicky. Yeah. Um, uh, but Ross <sighs> shows up at Rachel's work <sighs> with a picnic. Yeah. And candles, which is like obtrusive enough when he's she's clearly like stressed out yeah you know and she said please don't come here yeah don't come to the office i truly don't have a break yeah so not only that but then so not only is he not reading the signals she's giving the same signals she's no, not listening he's not listening to her to begin him. with and then when he gets there and she continues to object he continues to not listen yeah he brings wine like you don't if she's like Pacing around on the phone, she's gonna have to pull an all nighter. She's not gonna drink wine and like have candles in her office. Yeah, and so um, she after he starts a fire, she kicks him out. Eventually, she comes home, and uh, Ross thinks she's gonna apologize to him, and she says, "I was waiting for you to apologize to me." Yeah, they have a big fight. It's a big like non funny. Yeah, section. It's a good. It's a good fight. Um, uh, I mean, well written and well acted mm-hmm. uh, 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 about sort of the things we were talking about last week. That like Rachel's never had something that like defined her. She never had like a yeah. pursuit or a passion before. Everything was planned for her, mm-hmm. and so she needs to chase this on her own. And she declares that they're on a break, mm-hmm. taking a break mm-hmm. from one another. Uh, Ross is. Um, not pleased with this and he comes to the bar and this is like uh, I'm so used to, uh, he comes to the bar where Joey and Chandler are mm-hmm. um, with, um, with Chloe Chloe um, where her friend's DJing I guess uh, and I was surprised that Ross given his complete inability mm-hmm. to respect Rachel's autonomy and personhood mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in most ways at least acknowledges like in a relationship if one person says we're breaking up you're breaking up it's yeah. not, you know, you can't hold the person hostage in a relationship. It's not, uh, it's not a nuclear submarine where right. both people have to turn their keys, right. uh, which is a, uh, also a Seinfeld reference. Yeah. Because um, uh, is it like George won't break up with someone? Yeah. Because they both have to turn their keys or something like that? Anyway. Um, uh, so I, I'm glad that Ross at least was like, you know, we're, we're, we're broken up. Um, but he breaks it to um, Joey and Chandler like at the bar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he says, uh, I thought you were, yeah, because like, Chandler's like, I thought you were doing your anniversary. anniversary. And he's like, oh, we decided to break up instead. Yeah. And then it's like, cut to commercial, I think. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Phoebe and Monica are on their double date. Here's exactly what I wrote. Phoebe and Monica are on their double date, and it's going well for Monica. <laughs> yeah, Monica's. <laughs> I like when I leave myself a little treats in yeah. my notes. Yeah. So Monica's hitting it off with Misha. Yeah. They're, 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 they're loving it, and this is keeping. Sergey and Phoebe from being connecting. able to communicate yeah. because the translator is 
otherwise occupied. Yeah. So this plan just blew up in Phoebe's face. Mm-hmm. Um, so meanwhile, Rachel's sad and at home alone, and then her ex- ex-coworker and still friend Mark calls. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm coming over, which I think this is the only part of the episode I didn't really buy. Like, I don't think... They're that tight. Friends had not yeah. displayed that they were this level of... They yeah. were outside of, like, their shared interest in fashion. They and also, friends. again, like, she says, don't come over. And he's like, I'm coming over. I'm bringing Chinese food. She's like, I'm not hungry. Yeah. Don't come over. Yeah. I'm coming over. Like, I would say, absolutely not, Mark. I yeah. really just want to be alone. Thank yeah. you, but no thank you. We'll talk tomorrow. Meanwhile, the fellas are at the bar. They're drinking Red Stripes. Um, <laughs> well... They were drinking red stripes, but it wasn't what did it say? red stripe. I couldn't make it out. It was a series of letters, <laughs> but it was not spelling red stripe. Okay, well, they're drinking knockoff red stripes. Yes. Um, which was a big college beer for me. I don't know. Oh, I, I loved red stripe. I went through a period of yeah. drinking red stripe almost exclusively. I think I just like that the bottles were so loafy. Yeah, they look like little, I don't know, look like bullets yeah. in a way. Um um, speaking of props to the props department, uh, Red Stripe was obscured, but Jello Cup, that was a proud sponsor because who's eating a Jello? Monica's cup? eating a Jello Cup like a damn child. Not at dinner. This is earlier. This is like a just daytime snack, okay. I guess. Um, that's funny. Uh, the guys are like, you gotta, you know, we gotta call Rachel. Um, he calls when Mark's there. Mark has in stand in in classic. TV or movie move has brought way too much Chinese food. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We always talk about this. Yeah. yeah. If I had, if my only knowledge of ordering Chinese food was from watching TV and movies, I would think, well, everyone gets half a dozen items every time. But that's like a hundred dollars. We, we've talked about it before. <laughs> if we get takeout, we get like an item each and then maybe something to share. Maybe. maybe. But that's even rare. But even if we're sharing something, it's an appetizer. We're not getting like another entree. We're not to getting share. like a whole but like, oh, I'll get the orange chicken and the chow mein and, and the, the rice beef. and the let's yeah. try No, never, ever, ever. Not in a million years. So yeah, he's got like five entrees with the Chinese. Listeners, food. let us know. Do you order like five different entrees? <laughs> For yeah, Chinese food? I, I know. I don't. That's a, but that's always what people do in movies, movies and TV. Well, it's like that common trope of, um, like, breakfast in the '80s. If you're a kid, like, the mom has <laughs> like a plate, like a whole platter of bacon, eggs, and toast, and yeah. and the kid just like grabs some OJ and hits the road. And, like, puts Maybe a piece, a piece of toast, toast in his yeah. teeth as it goes out the that's door. That's already been Later, triangled mom. and buttered <laughs> on a platter. And then you imagine, is she just scraping it all into the trash? Yeah, and then she's like, well. <laughs> um, so Mark, or uh, Ross calls while Mark's there. He hears Mark there. He hangs up. Um, uh, Chloe, Evan, I, we, I hadn't established that Chloe is like a fan of Ross. Chloe Ross, has the hots. Yeah, but Ross. Ross also uses that copy shop and, and for like, his, like dorky dinosaur stuff. Dinosaur stuff. Um Oh yeah, that's one thing we didn't. I should have talked about in when we were talking about the fight. One of the things that was most <coughs> uh, interesting, and I, and I think made me. I mean, obviously, it's no secret that I'm on Rachel's side on most of the disagreements. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, him saying like, "But it's just a job," like 
really revealing how much he doesn't understand her and what's right. important to her. But and it's not true because he is he doesn't regard his job as just a job. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He doesn't see her job as yeah, a as, as a vocation the yes. way that his is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that that's an insulting thing to say in the moment and also very revealing about how he thinks of yeah. her as he's a paleontologist yeah. and Rachel just has a job at yeah. Bloomingdale's or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, he does it, it it implies that he doesn't see her as another person but just as his girlfriend or an equal. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um okay, so uh sorry, I should have mentioned that, but yeah, Chloe's into uh uh Ross. Meanwhile, uh, Monica and Misha storm off together because Misha quits his job as the translator mm-hmm. and says, let's go to the Rainbow Room. I have diplomatic coupons. <laughs> coupons? Yeah. Do you say coupon or coupon? I say coupon. I say coupon too. Yeah. But Monica says coupon. She Some says it multiple say times yeah. in, in the episode. Yeah. C- coupon. Coupon. Like a Cupid doll. Um, listeners, call to action. Do you say coupon, coupon or, or coupon? coupon? Um, then we get a... Uh, Montage set to With or Without You, which is not the first time a U2 song has been used on Friends. Well, this is a specific to um, Rachel and Ross's relationship. Oh, This song, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because he plays it for her on the radio. Remember, he makes a request. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay, yes, that's right. That's the song. So it's With or Without You. It's a significant um, song in their relationship. And uh, during, so, so we're going back and forth. Ross, like Chloe's got Ross on the dance floor. He's like sort of sadly half dancing. Rachel's uh, sad on the phone or sad on, uh, at home and tries to call Ross because she's like, I didn't want to take a break. That's what she says to Mark. Uh, but then Chloe kisses Ross and Ross is maybe a little Stunned at first, but then he full-on kisses her back, and mm-hmm. that's uh, the last we see of the episode, except for the tag at the end in which Sergey is playing American Pie on the acoustic guitar at the perk mm-hmm. and trying to teach Phoebe to sing American Pie in his language, language. yeah, <laughs> which is a made-up language. Yeah. Um, so that's the episode. Um, definitely uh, an impactful one i think it's a real bummer for the ross and rachel stands yeah but i'm not i don't i don't ship ross and rachel so it's like me neither but i still am able to acknowledge the the good writing and the and the character work and the significance of this episode yeah because it's like i don't think we've had a lot of like real like bummer town episodes yeah yeah um so, uh, yeah, that's, do you have any other observations before we move on to funniest moments? Um, this is not, this is not funny, but it's a strange observation. Do you remember when, um, Chandler and Joey are like super excited about going to meet Chloe at the bar Okay. and they're at the, par- they're at the perk and they're like, should we leave now? And they're like, no, she said 1030. What time is it now? 430. Yeah. And it was like. They wanted to go six hours early yeah. to the bar. Yeah, they're pathetic. Yeah, they are. And But Joey's, like, not desperate. Yeah. I don't know what... I guess Chloe's just really got some pull yeah. over, over them. Um, it was also dark out during the scene. When they looked at the time and it was 4.30, it was dark outside, which I thought was strange. And then I thought maybe even in winter... In February? In February. Does it get dark at 4.30? I feel like in on the West Coast it does, but I don't okay. know if it does on the East Coast. Okay. Um, well, no, it would get darker. Nah, I don't know what I'm talking about. 
Don't listen to me. Uh, funniest moments. I only have one at the bar. Oh. Um, uh, I think it's Ross says something about like um, not uh, waiting half an hour after eating to to go swimming. Oh yeah. Um, and and uh, I guess or 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 no, Joey says it, and then Ross says that's a myth, by the way. And Joey says, tell that to my Uncle Lenny. And Chandler says, why, what happened to him? And there's a pause, and then Joey says, nothing. He just really believes in that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's very Joey. Um, Mine was by far um, Rachel. This is like a total, like, out of anger. This is an angry joke that Rachel makes at her office Uh when she says, you do not bring a picnic basket to someone's work unless they're a park ranger. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Any more? Yeah. Um, Actually, this was also not supposed to be funny. Well, I mean, that joke was supposed to be funny. But when um, Mark was at um, Rachel's house and, like, Rachel was on the phone with Ross... He says in the background, can I finish the apple juice? (laughs) And I thought that that was hilarious because, first of all, you don't drink a big thing of apple juice with your Chinese food. Yeah, apple juice and Chinese food. (laughs) Apple juice and half of a Chinese restaurant's menu. That's what Mark does for dinner. It's very strange. (laughs) It's strange behavior. And then I was thinking, like, what is with these people eating, like, children's food? Like, with the Jell-O cup? And the apple, apple juice? juice? Do adults have apple juice? Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of the last time you and I had apple juice in our fridge. We don't. No, adults don't. I mean, l- listeners, I feel, let us know. There was a time I had some pineapple juice in the fridge because I think uh, for you a mix cocktail. It, yes, yeah. but apple juice apple does juice not now. go for yeah. a mixer. Like we have orange juice sometimes for mimosas or breakfast on or Christmas we have morning. Cranberry juice cranberry to go juice with vodka. I think we're revealing that we're just big trunks. For the UTI. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The UTI. <laughs> um, uh, there was also a funny Phoebe one where um, she was out with Misha and Sergey, and she said something, and then she said, that's dumb. Don't tell him I said that. Yeah. Like, to translate <laughs> yeah, to Sergey. Right. Sergey. Um, uh, yeah, I actually remember what he said, because... Sergey says something and Misha is like he says walking through New York, New York like you makes it feel like this is his home and she's like oh I feel the same way and then she's like that's but dumb. it is my home yeah that's dumb don't yeah. tell him I said that <laughs> uh, alright let's move on to friends but make it fashion uh, I've got two Chandler has a vest that has like big obvious like exterior stitch work like in a different color so it was like a blue vest and then it had these big yellow stitches around, hmm. like, the sleeve. Like, it was meant to look, I think, like it was kind of like patchwork or whatever, you know? But it was an intentional look. I thought it was kind of cool. Okay. Um, all I have was Phoebe's uh, dress for her date. I liked it. I remember it. It was black. I think it had, like, a collar. Okay. Uh, I ha- The only other one I have is... Um, Basically, the outfit that Ross is wearing pretty much the entire episode, uh, it's just a red sweater under, like, a blue, uh, you know, Oxford cloth button-down. Uh, it looks very classic. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know maybe if it, if it was enough. If that's what Chloe was reacting to, was this uh, uh, pairing oh, <laughs> a red yeah, sweater and, and blue Oxford uh, button-down. But uh, it looked good. It, it's just, like, it's a testament to, I think, it's probably more so with men's style than women's, that there are just, like, 
things that are pretty close to evergreen that are just like mm-hmm. things that are just gonna work you Look know good and, on these people and and just like but are gonna are gonna work even with half a decade or uh, uh, a quarter century in between like still if i wore ross's outfit you know a you know a blue shirt under a, a red sweater it would look good because right. that's just a classic look right all right um let's move on to uh what's under the umbrella other than gay panic gay and plenty panic. of it yeah we talked about that um you too <laughs> yeah that's true that's true uh, guest stars uh ross being a bad partner <laughs> yeah rachel being good at her job rachel being good at her job yeah yeah yeah. Uh, well, then, should we um, take a quick break? Yes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, we're back and we're ready to talk. We're ready to talk season three, episode fifteen of How I Met Your Mother, the Chain of Screaming. Now they take it away. Okay, so we start the episode with Ted. Um, saying that he's in a good place with Stella, he got a raise at work, and he invests in a new car. Right? Yeah, speaking of... We always compare both shows to Seinfeld. One of the things that has always bothered me about Seinfeld is, like, why do they have cars? Like, yeah. you don't need a car. And that's what that's what someone says. Hey, you don't need a car in New York City. Well, they do if it's John Voight's uh, 1986 yeah. LeBaron. and John Voight's car. Yeah. Which I had the same exact uh, model. Yep. Um, so uh, Marshall is have so it starts at, like with a Marshall story of okay. um, his boss Arthur Hobbs. Yeah. At played by Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. This is how I was talking about last week. America has come to love Bob Odenkirk because of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Yeah. But you and I have We've been on the Bob Odenkirk chain probably, oh, yeah. train probably since we were in college. Yeah. When and, and Mr. Show. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he's really funny as like he's kind of like a drill sergeant asshole. Like he screams at people and makes them cry. And he's just horrible to everyone. But I like the bit that he's, like, friendly right up until the moment. He's like, hey, Marshall, have you seen Ferguson? Oh, yeah, he's next door. All right, thanks. Have a good day. And then you hear him screaming at Ferguson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Marshall then admits to everyone at McLaren's that they're like, okay, what did you do? And he cries. Meanwhile, I'm thinking, like, who cares? Um, He cried at work in front of his boss. He cried at work in front of his Mm, boss. That wouldn't be... I don't think it's who cares. If it would be embarrassing for anyone to cry at work about work. I guess. But if someone's screaming at you, a natural response would be to have an emotional response. Hmm. If you scream in someone's face, it's going to elicit an emotional reaction, whether that be screaming and we'll talk more about this, screaming back, shutting down, crying. Yeah. Everyone has a different emotional yeah. response to it. So, to me, 
screaming back is just as embarrassing as maybe crying. It's just an elicited emotional response. Have you ever been like screamed at at work? I don't think I ever have. Um, I've been yelled at in a group. Like a group of people were yelled at by like an irate boss. Okay. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I didn't cry. I shut down and then talked shit with my coworkers. That's what coworkers are for. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's what Marshall should have done. Just taken it and then he and Ferguson could get together and talk shit. Yeah. About artillery officer. Yeah. So then we're still at McLaren's and then there are like varying role plays of how the the gang would have yeah. handled it. Yeah. So of course Robin's way is to like uh, gun violence. <laughs> to pull a gun on him. <laughs> to pull a gun on him. Yeah. Um, Ted's is like a speech about like justice and like a big long yeah. Uh, yeah, speech. Um, and then let's see. Lily wants to like treat him like a child. Yeah. Yeah. Like and one of her students. Um, and Barney wants to, well, this is where the episode, this is where, comes. yes. Yeah. So he wants to like start the chain of screaming. Yeah. Which is like someone screams at you and then you scream at someone else under the chain. So this, I don't like this because it's just so much like, I mean, it makes sense for Barney because he's like yeah. a capitalist. Like you have to, push someone down to yeah. elevate yourself, yeah. you know, so make someone <clears throat> less feel terrible. That's how you, yeah. I don't like it either, but it's on brand. It's yeah. It's yeah. on brand. Um, just like Robin pulling a gun. It's on brand. Yeah. Or Lily wanting to be like positive and constructive and motivational. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, we learn about the chain of screaming. This is very like corporate American hierarchy. Um, Let's see. Marshall is wait. What what happens with uh, carpet samples? Marshall's picking carpet samples. No, or Lily, Lily is, is trying picking to pick carpet, carpet samples for their place in Doa Tripla. Yeah. But her her like her whole bit this episode is that she's very very horny. Yes. Because right. Because she and Marshall haven't. She's they been haven't horny had so much. Sex they haven't. So long. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Similarity. I already have it written down. Okay. Workaholic. <laughs> um, so Marshall is uh, freaking out because he doesn't want to lose his job. They have to, you know, pay this mortgage and mm-hmm. furnish this new home. Yeah, don't and forget Lily's credit card debt. Lily's credit card debt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he hates this job. Yeah. Um, I feel bad for him. Um, so he... Oh, while this is happening... Um, there's like a whole funny scene of the gang in Ted's new car and they're like doing horrible, they're um, like smoking cigars, like eating burgers, like getting stuff everywhere. Ice yeah. cream. There's yeah. like a comically large ice cream cone that Robin has. Yeah. Barney's smoking a cigar. Yeah. And what is it? What, like Marshall wants to go somewhere, but Ted doesn't want to lose the. The parking, parking spot, spot also which is also Seinfeld. Seinfeld. But yeah. also, if you, I feel like I'm a hypocrite because I was like, you don't need a car. But I did live in Chicago for two years with the car um, uh, because I was doing stuff for 
film school where I was going out of the city a lot, so that's why I had a car. Um, but that is true. Like when you get a spot, you don't want to. You don't want to lose it. Uh, you don't want to lose it. And yeah. having a having a car in a city city like Chicago or New York um, is a fucking pain in the ass. Well, it is here too with street cleaning. Even though we know that there's. You mean the street? That's at least in Chicago. Mm-hmm. They actually clean the streets. Yeah. In Los Angeles, you get a ticket for parking from no fucking 10 to noon on Wednesday. They never clean the streets. No, there's no street sweepers. I've seen them a few times, but it's rare. It's very rare. Yeah. yeah. Um, they probably, I'm sure they do it in the fucking Pacific Palisades or whatever. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so... Let's just start a class war over street, street cleaning. Yeah. Um, so Marshall ends up um, quitting. And yeah. this makes um, Arthur Hobbs happy because now he doesn't have to pay him his, like, severance. Yeah, yeah. So he quit without severance. Lily is understanding because she's a sweetheart and is mm-hmm. saying, like, we'll figure it out. It's going to be okay. Um, it ends up that Ted loans Marshall some money. He's, yeah, he gets rid of the car. He gets rid of the car. Yeah. Gives him money. They're best friends, much to Barney's chagrin. <laughs> um, Lily and Marshall end up having sex on the carpet samples in the kitchen, on the it, kitchen floor. Like, as a way of picking the samples. As <laughs> choosing like, the samples. Like, oh, yeah, I like this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, floor sex on carpet. Um, and Marshall yells at Barney. Right? He, like, yeah, so let's loose up Barney. Because Barney try, tries to get him to yell at a waiter at a Greek yes. like, diner. Because, yes. again, Barney's just not a good guy. I forgot about this scene because it was so upsetting. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, instead, Marshall gets yelled at by the, by the yeah. waiter, which is good for him. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, finally, Marshall lets loose on, on Barney. Barney. Okay, I'm going to say I love this episode, but I hate this that scene in particular because the thing that Bar- that Marshall goes to to try and hurt Barney is he repeatedly says to Barney's mom oh is a yeah the S-L-U-T not a word yeah. that I like to use and that's not even a new development I like yeah. I was raised by my dad to like know that that was like a bad word yeah um, so I'd never liked that word yeah I hated that and well. um, uh, like there I like I feel like you could that scene could have very easily like gotten to the heart of what Marshall was trying to say to Barney about, like, you're deluding yourself about Bob Barker being your father. Right. Like, about your, your you and your brother having, having the same father. Yeah. Like, you're deluding yourself. Yeah. Um, they could have very easily written to that without having to use that word, like, four times. Yeah. Yeah. It was... It's not funny. It's, like, it feels, jarring. It feels violent. Yeah. It, yeah. Jarring is what it is. Yeah. Um... I had one of the stray observation that I think I've heard a little uh, flashback scene you skipped over. Oh, I'm when, sure. Uh, Barney tells the story about someone defiantly quitting at his job. Oh, and yes, a guy yes, like, yes. It's Blau- Blauman? Blauman? Yeah, I don't remember the character's name, but the actor... So this is a bit of continuity, because these same two actors yes. were on the show when, when Marshall was interning. Yeah, the guy there. who looks like Joe Rogan. Um, so <laughs> there's that's Brian Callen, who... Um, uh, doesn't show up in things anymore because uh, there have been multiple like credible rape accusations uh, against him, which I think I brought up last time on the show. Yeah. Um, and then the other guy is Taron Killam, who yeah. was on Saturday Night Live and stuff, but it's also, isn't he like 
married to Kobe Smulders or something? Yes, or was? Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Um, so I like that bit of continuity of bringing them back and, and having Taron... Taron Killam gets a funny scene where he has a big speech and then tries Jumps to like on the table. to pee on the conference oh, yeah, table, yeah, yeah. but then he has like performance anxiety with all the dudes looking at yeah. him. And Barney has a funny bit of like, "Does this help?" When he's pouring water back yeah. and forth into the two glasses. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Barney's just like loving it. Yeah. I love this. I love that scene that like Taron Killam's getting like completely reamed out by Brian Callen. and Barney's just like on his phone. Yeah, <laughs> and he doesn't start to pay attention until Taron Killam gets stands on the up table. for himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, li- I like that scene. I liked the the callback of of those. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm not a Brian Callen fan or anything, but I like the continuity of having of, of uh, not just hiring two actors, getting the same two guys right. who were the like douchey coworkers um, in season two. I think. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. Should we move on to funniest? Yeah, I've I've got uh, I've got a bunch. Um, so I like the repeated use of Ninja Report. <laughs> To make everyone have, like, interest in Marshall's story. Like, they make the report that he has to bring to um, Arthur Hobbs, the ninja report. So everyone's like, ooh, cool. And so I like then in Marshall's storytelling, like, Bob Odenkirk actually refers to it as the the ninja ninja report, report, which is very funny. that is very funny. Um, All right, the first one I'm going to go to is, it's two separate things that the setup and a payoff. Marshall's talking about his first day at work and how excited you are to be, like, a real lawyer. And, mm-hmm. and his friend Ferguson is also there on the first day. And they've, like, got their briefcases. And, oh, and, yes. And Marshall's, like, or Ferguson's, like, is there anything in your briefcase? And he's, like, it's completely empty. What about you? Candy, Candy bars. bars. Yeah. And then later, when Arthur, Bob Odenkirk, is screaming at, at, at Marshall in slow motion, Ferguson walks by outside the door and With takes a big bite of a candy bar. Yeah, yeah, I had that as well. Um, do you have more? Because I have way more. Well, just like uh, visual gags of um, Robin's gigantic ice cream cone in the car. Yeah, Robin's enormous ice cream cone. Because yeah. you've already got the setup of... The burger. Yeah, Marshall's eating a particularly ketchupy burger. Yeah. And then Robin slides into the back seat with an enormous It's ice like cream soft cone. serve just yeah. like over it's like when a little kid goes to like a Sunday machine. <laughs> oh. Oh, I just stepped on your toe. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh. Are we leaving all this in? Oh, Pat. That's <laughs> really bad. Oh god. Are you okay? You really jammed your foot down on my toe. Okay. It's all this staying in? Yep. Okay. I'm very sorry about your toe. It's not bleeding or anything. Nope. Because, well, do you remember I did that to you? It was many, yep. many years ago. Yep. I was like, <laughs> I had gotten a new job. Yeah. And you were like, oh, like sitcom style, like, good luck on your first day of work. I went to give me a hug and I like. Basically kicked part of your toenail off. Oh, God. And we both looked down and immediately started bleeding. Yeah. We saw it, yeah. like... So I was afraid that was what had happened here. Yeah, but no, this is not blood. This is more... It, like, knocked the wind out of me. Listeners oof. got to hear that. I'm sorry. What were we talking about? Um, we were talking about the ice cream <laughs> cone. <laughs> okay. Um, I need one now. Um, yeah. Uh, other things that I laughed at. After um, Barney tells the whole story about the guy quitting you know and he says like uh and then he lost his other job and he had to move back and it's like it's, it's a, 
very sad ending yeah. and Marshall's like that's it that's the end of the story and Barney goes no no of course not he died <laughs> yeah um, and then uh, there's a funny bit about the episode's called Chain of Screaming, Screaming Barney calls it the Chain of Screaming but then like describes it yeah. and then says and that's the circle of screaming and everyone starts picking apart his yeah. theory and like you said chain and he was like well i came up with the circle thing it yeah. seemed more elegant and then he finally flips out and he's like i'm surrounded by idiots yeah idiots yeah. i thought that was funny yeah and then uh one of the big laughs for me at the very end of the episode after barney has advocated for screaming the entire episode when ted finally says everybody get out of my car barney says Ted screaming never solved anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, should we move on to how I met your mother would make it fashion? Yes. Okay. I yeah. only have one. Uh, I have two. They're both Robin. So normally, I don't like these ladies' fashions, but I did like. Lily had like a button-down dress with blue buttons that I. That's liked. what she's wearing in the yes. McLaren scenes. Yes. Yes, I did like that. Um, what did you think of Robin's dress in those scenes? And could you tell what was on it? I couldn't tell what was on it. No. I was looking so close. It was it was like a little pattern. It was like pink and gray. Yeah. Like it was like pink clouds. I thought maybe it was cotton candy, but then I couldn't figure out what the gray parts were. But anyway, it was cute, I thought. Okay. I didn't like it as much as you. Okay. Well, you're definitely not gonna like my other thing as much as I did. I'm just gonna read what I wrote. Okay. Robin in a suit, Hachimachi. <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing uh okay this is when she um threatens uh yeah just when we see them like yeah when we see everyone's idea of what to do they're all dressed like marshall so we get robin and lily in in suits but um yeah robin in a suit is a it's a a hot hot look okay yeah uh what's under the umbrella uh let's see gun loving robin yep um slut shaming Slut shaming. See, I can say the word in that context. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, Barney being like a capitalist monster, yeah, and just generally his mysterious job. Yes, mysterious yeah. job. Yeah. Um, I don't. I wrote sexual harassment. So, does is there discussion of sexual harassment? I don't remember. Okay. Where would there be sexual harassment? I don't know. Okay. I can't, I'm trying to remember. Okay. Um, unless, like, did Bob Odenkirk say something, like, homophobic to to Marshall? No, I think it was more, like, Barney defending his, ch- like, I don't know. Yeah. I think it was coming from Barney. That makes sense. Yeah. It's where we usually come from. Uh, all right, well, should we move on to similarities and differences between the two episodes? Yeah. Got a big one. You already, already called it out. We already talked about it. Yeah, it was, it's like, you know, working too hard and then the other person, the relationship feeling abandoned. Yeah. Neglected. Yeah. yeah and Sex starved. <laughs> yeah, Ross coped, not really, yeah. by forcing his presence on, on, on Rachel, whereas Lily copes by... Uh, having a wild sexual imagination. Yeah, she's all. <laughs> she's talking up. about like beads of sweat running down her bosom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a lot of fun. Any, any other uh, similarities or differences? Uh, nope. Do you have any more? No. We gotta get. We gotta. We have to move on to playing favorites, and uh, I feel like I'm gonna disappoint you. You're gonna disappoint. So me? let's put. Let's play favorites. Okay. Three. Two, one, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. I know I, I should. This is, as you were saying, this is a big Friends episode. Yeah. This is important. 
And I even said, How Many Other has that whole thing of Marshall, like, slut-shaming that I didn't like at all. But even just, even with all that, evidenced by the fact that I had one funniest moment in Friends mm-hmm. and, like, four or five in How Many Mother, yeah. it was just a, this a, wasn't a tight, a, fun episode. This wasn't a fun Friends episode or a funny Friends episode, really. Yeah. Yeah, I wish it could have had more balance between, like, the 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 jokes. If, like... Because I liked the 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 Phoebe, Monica, Sergey, and Misha stuff. Mm-hmm. I think if the Chandler, Joey, Chloe stuff had been a little more inspired, mm-hmm. it would have been a better balance. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just seeing them act like little boys uh, in a whole setup that's just there to get Chloe to make out with Ross, and yeah. I'm assuming more. I don't know. We'll find out yeah. next week. Um, yeah. So I had to go with How I Met Your Mother, which is a very funny episode, and Bob Odenkirk's in it. Yeah, we love him. Yeah. We do. Um, oh, I ugh, I forgot to. Um, now we're, we're moving on to the segment that I think we're just calling Pen Friends. No, we're calling Keeping Up with Our Correspondents. Oh, that's right. Catching Up on Our Correspondents. That's up right. With our correspondents. I, you know what? Let me change that here on my notes. Because, yeah, I mean, catching if you want to go with Pen Friends. No, Catching Up on Our Correspondents is definitely. But here's what I. It's still kind of a new segment, and I forgot to get it. Uh, Queued up? Yeah, so well, I have okay. to see. In fact, <laughs> cheese, spinach, and kale egg bites. Hot Italian sausage. Plum cots. <laughs> Sugar Wait, snap. Wait, what's a... Okay, what's a plum cot? A plum and apricot? It's a hybrid of a So plum. what's a pluot? It's apricot and a plum. That's what I'm saying. A yeah. plum cot... So is a pluot just a okay. thing? I think a plum cot is a registered trademarked brand. I see. Yeah. A pluot is just the name for the kind of fruit that, that is? I think so. Um, okay. Like um, grapples? <laughs> Grape apples? Grape apples? Yeah. Okay. Is that good? Crabapples? Craisins? Craisins? <laughs> um uh, all right, so we got. So grapes are apples that taste like grapes. <laughs> okay. Uh, the thing we we um, uh, called out for last week was: Do you like what hockey or basketball? Is that what yeah, we said? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think um, my influence and the fact that uh, we have a lot of listeners who have come over from Battleship Retention, mm-hmm. definitely played a role here because it was almost entirely hockey. hockey. Yeah. We got okay. mostly hockey responses. Yuhani says hockey all the way. Um, uh, and he has interesting because Yuhani is from Finland. He says, I'm, I'm not a fan of many things that have the same cultural relevance that hockey has in Finland. So it's like, that's interesting because in, in, in the U.S. of like the four major sports, it's like there's three and then... And then there's kind of hockey. <laughs> like okay. hockey's like the gets the least attention. Outlier. I think yeah. of of the four major uh, uh, sports. Um, so it's interesting to do uh, that. He, but he has a lot of things um, that he he's uh, gravitated towards hockey because it's fast fast paced, visceral, and tactile, which mm-hmm. is a a great point. Yeah. Um, and yeah, see, Jackson also says uh, uh, hockey. And then he also, I think, sorry, Jackson, we're, I think we're landing on catching up with our correspondence, but he said, 
Um, the this segment should be called McLaren's Perk because it's where we gather oh. to talk shit. <laughs> Okay. Um, That's a good one. It is good, but I think we've landed on catching up with our correspondence okay. at, this, at this point. So uh, I think that's that's it. Okay, um, so the next call to action, Chinese food takeout style. Yeah, yeah. What else? Do we have any other ones? Um, I think we did. Yeah. Well, listeners can keep track of that. Okay. Should we have a name for our listeners? Um, hmm. Yeah, we should have like a name for uh, our, our pen, listeners. Pen friends. <laughs> um, How about we just call them the gang? The gang. Okay. Yeah, I like that because yeah. we say that about. Okay. So, so gang. So, gang. Kids. That's what we should do. Like, yeah, like Bob oh, Saget. Kids. Kids. Let us know, but that's also a bit of cor- a bit, uh, uh, condescending. I almost said corresponding because I'm looking at the yeah. correspondence. It's a bit condescending to call the listeners kids, yeah. but. It is funny. Yeah. Uh, well, let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce. This segment is called How Were We Doing? This is where we look at what was going on in the world in the days these episodes aired. So season three, episode 15 of Friends, the one where Austin and Rachel take a break, aired on Thursday, February 13th, 1997. Oh, they broke up right before Valentine's Day. That's so sad. Mm. Thursday, February 13th, 1997. Oh, what a bummer to do that to, to people on uh, uh, Valentine's Day. Um, let's see. What happened? Oh, Prince Jackson, Michael Jackson's first son, oh, okay. was born okay. on this day. Okay. So, means he's in his 20s, 30s? This wasn't the dangle, was it? I think... Okay, hold on. I'm going to... I'm going to Google which kid did... Maybe it was Paris that was dangled. Or was a blanket. Or was a blanket. Michael Jackson dangle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So that was his... Wait, is... I don't know. Oh, it is Blanket. Blanket's a nickname. Okay. His actual name... Oh, so Michael Jackson pulled, like, a George Foreman. You know George Foreman, like, named all his kids George? Yeah. So his... Both of his sons are named Prince Michael Jackson. So Blanket is the nickname for Prince Michael Jackson II. The one who was born on February 13th... What year? Um, 1990... Uh, what are we on? Seven? That's Prince Michael Jackson the first. Okay. Okay. Um, I can't help but feel but mention that Spike Lee has a child named Satchel. That's a good name. Yeah. 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 Um, what are some of the good celebrity names? I like. Um, There's Apple. Apple. Yeah. Uh, Penn Jillette's daughter is named Moxie. What about? Oh Moxie. yeah, Moxie. Moxie Crime Fighter. Moxie Crime Fighter. Moxie Crime Fighter Gillette, right? Yeah. Um, there's and Kevin also Smith's. Harley Quinn. Right. Harley Quinn Smith is his daughter. Right? Um, Shannon Sossaman is what? Like radio television? Oh, radio science? Radio science? Yeah. Yeah. And then let's not even get into... Mowgli. Uh, who uh, has Mowgli? Who has a Mowgli? Um, I don't know. It's something Mowgli. Okay. I think one of the Good Charlotte. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, of course, Elon, Elon Musk and Grimes named their kids like algebra equations yeah we can't <laughs> pronounce them um i totally forgot to mention in how i met your mother oh please um ted 
knew that Marshall and Lily had sex in his car as well. Yeah. Yeah. Before he sold it. <laughs> yeah. You guys had sex in there, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you would have remembered if I hadn't crushed your toe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it still hurts. It's throbbing. Oh, man. I feel really bad. Um, top five songs in the U.S. on this day. Uh, number five, Puff Daddy's Can't Nobody Hold Me Down. Okay. Um, number four, R. Kelly's I Believe I Can Fly. Second R. Kelly mentioned this episode. Yeah. Number three, and Vogue's Don't Let Go Love. Number two, The Spice Girls' Wannabe. Uh, still don't think that song's good enough to sing. It's a great song. Doesn't uh, rise to that level for me. But what does is hanging in at number one, Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart. Right? Yep. All right. Season 3, episode 15 of How I Met Your Mother, The Chain of Screaming, aired on Monday, April 14th, 2008. Uh, what happened on this day, uh, Silvio Berlusconi was re-elected for the third time as the Prime Minister of, of, of Italy. Um, and he... Uh, um, I don't know how much you know about Silvio Berlusconi, but he's like Italy's Trump before we had right. Trump. Uh, right. In fact, like in 2016... Whenever I would hear someone voice the sentiment of, like, there's no way Donald Trump's going to get elected, I would think, like, we Silvio Berlusconi has yeah. been, been elected, and he's equally, like, unqualified in terms of, like, he comes from, like, the real estate media world, not from mm-hmm. politics. He similarly uh, is um, unrefined in the way that he speaks, would be a nice way to put it, has had sexual misconduct allegations, has also had yeah. lots of legal trouble after the the fact he was in fact sentenced at one point to four years in prison he didn't actually serve any of it but um uh and we're of course uh, seeing perhaps something like that happening with donald trump now with multiple investigations including the fbi yep raid on mar-a-lago um i'm not getting my hopes up it's going to come to anything because i learned back in 2016 not to get my hopes up that About, that america is yeah. ever going to be too smart for donald trump yes um Top five songs in the U.S. on this day. Uh, at number five, Usher's Love in This Club. At number four, Lil Wayne's Lollipop. Nope. All right. Um, at number three... Uh, at number three, Madonna's Four Minutes. Do you know it? Hmm, I don't know it. Okay. Um, at number two, Leona Lewis's Keep Bleeding, Keep, Keep Bleeding Love. Bleeding Love. At number one... I'm hoping you know this song. I don't know this song. Mariah Carey's Touch My Body. We keep said this era, we, we, yeah. you and I just were not paying attention to I'm sure if I heard music. it, I would recall it. Um, also, speaking of Michael Jackson dangling the baby, we were in Berlin and we saw someone pointed out like the actual, we were like, we were there. Do you remember someone <laughs> yeah, showed like us? Like our tour guide? Like a tour guide showed That's us. That's very funny. Yes. That's very funny. Um, Touch My Body, is it's called? Yeah, but we don't really have to do. Okay, I'm just curious. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to start moving on to our next segment, Challenge Accepted, in which we try to guess what's going to happen next week in each of these shows uh, based only on the episode title. But first, I have to see how we did last week. Um, I said... Rachel wants to follow her own muse for a bit and hopes Ross can wait around for her without being too much of a putt about it. Hmm. I think that was... Okay. I mean, she is following her muse, yeah. kind of. And she specifically says break. She's not saying break yeah. up. Yeah. 
She's saying, let's take a break. And so Ross I think is I, being a pud. Yeah. Um, so I think I got, which puts me ahead by one. Okay. And you're not going to catch up, because you said, I scream, you scream, the gang all scream in fear. Although there is ice cream in this episode. <laughs> yeah, but that was my, Yeah. that was me. Did you find the song? Did you want to uh, play any of it? Um, let's see. You told me not to, so then I... No, I said I was going to move on while you did that. Oh, I Or see. that's what I meant, sorry. I don't know this song. No, I don't know this album at all. Okay. Nope. All right. Well, um, I guess that was in place of vamping. I'm glad you got some uh, Trader Joe's uh, Fearless Flyer in earlier because uh, I don't need it anymore. Um, So, season three, episode 16 of Friends is called The One with the Morning After. Okay. Okay. So I think my earlier, what I hinted at earlier is true. Ross didn't stop at kissing Chloe. He went to her place or she went to his place. Um, and I'm going to say that he regrets it. This all seems very obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your job is easier than mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, I know, that's why I try to do something more specific to like make it harder on myself. So here's what I'll predict. I have to predict whether or not Rachel finds out in this episode. Okay. I'm going to say she doesn't. Okay. I'm going to say, okay, here's my prediction. Um, uh, Ross, whoa, 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 how, should I, how should I say this? Um, uh, Ross flails about... <laughs> Desperately in ongoing attempts to keep Rachel from finding out that he, um, that he, uh, uh, <laughs> Put some ink in oh, Chloe's <laughs> copier. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. All right. Is that too graphic? Uh, no. Uh, all right. So season three, episode 16 of How I Met Your Mother is called Sandcastles in the Sand. Sandcastles in the Sand? Sandcastles in the Sand. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I'm hoping that this is a field trip. Oh, okay. To a uh, like a beachy, a beachy place. You could tell that I'm wrong by your face. No, I'm not saying. I'm specifically not doing anything with my face. Okay, and maybe. I mean, is it? Might there be a? Sandcastle competition? Uh, is that your guess? <laughs> I truly don't know what to say. Like, yeah. what What can I say? I know, I know. It's a field trip episode. Because, I mean... 
Do they go to the Hamptons? I don't like to give too many hints, but this is, it is like, like you said, the nature of the episode naming makes it so unfair. Yeah. So I'm going to say Sandcastles in the Sand, that title doesn't have anything to do with the plot of the episode. It is a reference to something that occurs in the episode, but it's not, the episode is not about the beach or sandcastles. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay, well then I just don't have any guesses. Just, then just guess what might be happening on How Many Mother. You've watched two seasons plus 15 episodes. What might be happening next? I don't know. But I also don't think this is... I mean, this episode's so... <sighs> I guess, how could it not... I don't know how to, like, even... Okay. Okay, then what do you think Sandcastles in the Sand is, then? I guess a literal sandcastle. Okay. The I know it's not, but what else I could said it be? It's not. What else could it be? I know, be? you'll know in retrospect when you watch it. Is it a reference sense. that I should know? No, no. It's, that's what I'm saying. This is why this is unfair. I'm trying to, like, help you without just, like, saying what it is. And it's not a field trip. Uh, you know what? I can't remember if they go on a field trip. Um, yeah. Is it, like... Right, okay, no, it's not a field trip. Is it a flashback to a childhood? Oh, well... Okay. Okay, whose childhood? Because, I mean, yeah, guessing there's going to be a flashback and how many mother is pretty obvious. Right, right. So So who do you think... Or, yeah, who who do you think gets a flashback? Okay, well, I don't think it's Robin... Maybe You're looking. I'm not giving you anything. I'm poker faced. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm Lady Gaga over here. Okay. I don't think they would do another like Marshall heavy episode. Okay. So, and I don't think it's. I think it's going to be a a childhood memory, maybe. Okay. Okay. Maybe it's going to be a Barney childhood memory. Okay. About. Sandcastles. Okay, Barney flashes back to. Ugh, this is tough. His happy childhood memory of building sandcastles. Maybe it's a sandbox. Where else? Maybe it's a playground. In the sand. Okay. All right, locked in. That's locked in. Yeah. Great. Can't wait. Can't wait to find out who wins. <laughs> I'm only ahead by one. I'm on the end of, edge of my. And seat. so far, both season one and season two have ended in ties. We find a way to tie. So it up. I'm pretty sure, like, okay. we're evenly matched. Is okay. what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, well, that's it. We did. It. We talked about season three, episode fifteen of both shows. Um, you're gonna have to have a toe amputated. Um, Truly. <laughs> um, you can find this episode where you found this podcast. You can find, sorry, you can find this podcast where you found the podcast. You can find a post for each episode at BattleshipPretension.com. BattleshipPretension.com is where you can also find my other podcast, Battleship Pretension, and my movie reviews, and other people's movie reviews, and other people's podcasts, and stuff like that. That's all at BattleshipPretension.com. You can email uh, us. You can also tweet at me. Uh, a lot of people choose to do it that way. You can tweet at me at Davey Pretension. 
But you can email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. We like that. It's fun. Um, it is fun. Yeah, do 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 that. Um, and then um, now remind the listeners where they can locate you using the internet. Uh, well, they shouldn't. But if you like this episode, you should uh, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mothers. Every time you open the app, at least in um, in the podcast app, you can give it a five star. You can rate it. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to write a review. It helps. Yeah. But you could just give us uh, stars every time you open it. And that helps other people there you go. find us. Yeah. Uh, until next time, see you at the Xerox place. 